Can you give us a bit of insight from your experience as a trauma counselor into why leaving is so difficult? There's a lot of judgment. A lot of times it is fear. Fear that is going to come after them. Um, He's going to take their children away. Fear that is going to turn their children against them. The number one reason for most of our clients is he's the sole breadwinner. What is going to happen if I do lay a charge against him? How am I going to support myself and my children? Today on Woman Up, we are bringing you an interview with special guest Jolene Yo, a trauma counselor from the Community Intervention Center in Cape Town. I am your host, Kate Brim Sienical. Welcome to the show, Jolene. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking time out today uh, just to speak with us about this really important issue. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the Community Intervention Center and what you do as a trauma counselor? Yeah, sure. Um, CIC provides a 24-hour free trauma intervention and support. Um, we service the global community and surrounds. Um, so that will be like um, Danoon, Joe Slovo, Molniton, Tableview, and Malkbos. We also do telephone counseling, and we've actually we've assisted clients as far as Johannesburg, Durban, and Port Elizabeth um, via telephone. You know, so because of lockdown, we've also um, kind of had to think out of the box, and we work together with SEPs and the local hospitals. And our office is in Tableview SEPs, but um, we also work from the Molniton and Malkbos police stations. I am a trauma supervisor. I provide on-site debriefing and containment to victims and people that are in crisis. Thereafter, I provide therapeutic counseling resources to aid with and to improve um, the emotional and psychological well-being, and if needed, we normally refer to appropriate organizations or institutions. I saw when doing research for this that your biggest clientele, 80% is domestic violence survivors. That is correct, yes. The way I understand it is the women will come to the police station to lay a case and then they are referred on to you. Can you talk me through a little bit of that process? So a lot of the times when they when they come to, the, to our office, if it happened on the day, we will contain and try and debrief them so we don't go straight into counseling mode because they've been traumatized. We'll make them comfortable, provide them like a safe space, and then whatever they bring to us, then we follow on with that. Have you seen an increase in cases since the start of COVID-19? And how has the impact of COVID affected domestic violence? Almost definitely. There was an increase, especially in 2020. We had quite a few domestic violence clients. The victim is locked in with the perpetrator. Tensions build up. They end up taking all of that out on their partner. It was very difficult for quite a few clients to come out of that because of lockdown, because of the restrictions and, and all of that. I mean, some, you know, families have lost their income and some have lost their homes and and things like that. So all of that has escalated into more domestic violence cases because of the economical stuff around COVID. You're a trauma counselor, so you're helping them through the trauma part because of COVID and the lockdown and them having to be at home. Are you also helping with trying to get them into a safe place? Or, or how do you advise them in that regard? I'm, I'm asking specifically if there's listeners now who are also stuck in a similar situation, what can they do? What options are available to them? Okay, so we've had clients that have basically been isolated, isolated to the point of where their partners actually listen in on their phone calls and 
they're not allowed to see anybody and things like that. So in that situation, what we normally advise our clients to do is try and keep a record of every incident that is happening, journaling or um, on your phone or anything like that. If you can, speak to somebody outside of your family, somebody that you can confide in, somebody that can support you. They could actually give a letter of authority to that person. And that person can actually go to the family court in Cape Town and get a protection order on their behalf. A lot of women actually don't know that they can do that. That actually leads into another question that I had for people listening who aren't going through it themselves, but they do have a friend or a family member who they know is going through it. What would you advise for them? What is the best way for them to support their friend or to help them? I would say create that safe space first and foremost. Don't judge them because you've got no idea why they are still there. You've got no idea what is going on. Try and come alongside them in little things like, because sometimes they they actually run away and they they don't have clothes or or things like that. So they've lost all their self-worth and things. So, So try and come alongside them in that first. And then I would say is, if you are willing to walk this road with your friend, Go with them to the police stations. Be, be that person that is going to come alongside them. Domestic violence and the process around it is, it, it, it is long. It's a long process. So make sure that you're willing to stick it out with them. Go to the police stations, lay a charge, accompany them to the family court. Again, it is very humiliating. It's embarrassing that some women find themselves in that position and that is what they feel. Go with them to the family court, sit there with them and just be there for them. There's quite a few organizations at the courts as well that can assist. Okay, the shelters are temporary. Some offer only like a three-month stay and a lot of women need a longer period. But there are places like that that can take them in and depending on their circumstances, we'll work around that. Part of our goal in this podcast series is to dispel harmful myths around gender-based violence and domestic violence in particular, Uh, that public perception that makes it harder for women to get that help that they need. Um, And I know a lot of people downplay the complexities in abusive relationships and almost blame the woman for choosing to stay. Can you give us a bit of insight from your experience as a trauma counselor into why leaving is so difficult? There's a lot of judgment. A lot of times it is fear, fear that is going to come after them. Um, He's going to take their children away, fear that is going to turn their children against them. The number one reason for most of our clients is he's the sole breadwinner. What is going to happen if I do lay a charge against him? How am I going to support myself and my children? Quite a few of those reasons are the primary reasons why, why they stay. For listeners who currently find themselves in domestic abuse situations who want to get out um, and for others who want to be equipped with this information to help their friends and family, what steps should they take or what advice do you have for them? Like we said earlier on, um, speak to someone. Keep a record of, 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 of all the incidents. You can still get a protection order even if you are staying in the house with your partner. So you don't have to move out because a lot of the times it's the woman, the woman, they have to uproot themselves and the children, go and live in another suburb, but you can actually get that protection order served while you are staying with them. For those listening, you're not alone. You don't have to suffer alone. There are organizations like CIC that will be able to assist you and or if we can't, we will try our best to refer you to the best possible 
institutions or like shelters and things like that. Can you give us the number for them to call to reach the CIC? The CIC helpline is 082-821-3447. Is there anything else you wish that people knew about this issue that you would like to share today? A lot of times we hear people say that, you know, it's not my issue. I don't want to get involved. But when you keep quiet, you are aiding the abuser. You don't have to mention your name when you phone the police, but do something. Don't keep quiet when you see a guy on the side of the road slapping his wife or girlfriend. Do something. Don't keep quiet. Thank you so much, Jolene. We really appreciate your time. And thank you for the very, very important work that you're doing. You're more than welcome. Thank you, Kate. For our listeners in the USA, if you are looking for help, visit thehotline.org or you can text START to 88788 or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline on 1-800-799-SAFE. It's 1-800-799-SAFE. If you are being abused, it's not your fault. Nothing you could ever do could ever justify abuse in any form. It may seem impossible and you may feel alone, but please know there are people who are ready to help. Plan carefully, take notes, and gather whatever evidence you can. Tell a trusted friend or call your local abuse hotline.